0: Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League podcast Presented
1: by Jigsaw Health It's fun to feel good And now, your hosts Ashley LaRue and the Orchard Security Guide Hello, Arizona Pickleball family. This is Patrick Sullivan Jr. sitting in for Ashley LaRue once again, alongside the Orchard security guy and our wonderful guest today, Michael Lloyd. OSG, let me start with you, sir. How was your weekend?
0: Busy weekend. Just got uh, flew back into town. I do have, uh, if you're wondering, from Onyx World Headquarters, Mm. the uh, championship ball right here.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. I and think that's I'm gonna stored inside of a? Just a highly, no one could enter this, Uh it's called a Pickle Pods. Yes. I mean, pretty much safety reliable. Yes. I'll show you a little Oof. bit of peek of it.
2: Okay. Don't, let's. I feel like I have an edge up now. Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> it is the Onyx DuraFast 40. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. Neon. And shout out to Pickle Pods. I believe they sponsor Yana Gretchkina. You know, OSG, I want to ask you a question. Last week, we had an amazing semifinal number two in the building. There are a bunch of beautiful red Christmas flowers, and i got to ask you this question. How do you pronounce that flower? Poinsettia. Mm. Okay, Michael Lloyd, how do you pronounce that?
2: Uh, I would also say poinsettia. I think he
1: nailed it on the head. Okay, my wife, who's from Wyoming, loves to call it a poinsettia, Mm. which I believe is maybe phonetically correct. If you were to look at the letters, Poe in Seta, but for the record, it is Poinsettia. You have passed the test. Let's
0: go, SG. Good job, Michael.
1: There we go. OSG, what did you think about last week's semifinal match? Semifinal well, number two, yeah, Gilbert Gladiators yes. versus um, the Tempe. Tor- sorry, sorry, not Tempe. The Scottsdale Scorchers. Yes.
0: Um, they dominated. 11-2, 11-7, 11-7, 11-4, sweep. No set breakers, no match breaker. They looked good. They looked really good. And uh, lucky for
1: us, we have a rematch of uh, week five. Week five, the Peoria Pythons faced off against the Gilbert Gladiators. OSG, you want to run down those numbers from that match.
0: Yes. 11-7, Gladiators. 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 11-10,
1: Gladiators. 11-5, Gladiators. Sweep. Michael. Welcome. It's not week five anymore, is it? It is not, no. It's week 13 of the Arizona Pickleball League. We're going into the Orchard Championship Cup. Talk us through some of the feelings you've been having this past week. You said to me, this is the matchup that I wanted. You wanted the Peoria Pythons, your Pe- Peoria Pythons, to face off against the Gilbert Gladiators in the Orchard Cup. Tell me
2: more. Yeah, I think, you know, as a competitor, and not just me, but the rest of our team, we want to, you know, play the best and beat the best. And right now, that's the Gladiators. With all due respect, they've uh, they've been the best team. They've proven it. They're 5-0 and for a reason. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we've, you know become a little bit of a different team with the addition of PK and we've made some adjustments to our strategies and the way that we're playing and so we're looking forward to to get another crack at them for sure
1: what kind of adjustments have you made in how you've been playing is there any sort of strategy things you guys are going to focus on as the pythons
2: yeah I I think um for for me personally it's just uh kind of becoming more of a a complete player not just relying on you know fast hands and speeding up the ball and in my fast game but more so just you know, being aggressive in different ways, um, you can do so with like you know your Dink placement, moving people around with your drops, and then attacking in the midcourt. So there's a lot of different things that I've been working on personally, but also we've just been talking together a lot as a team, watching a lot of film on on our opponents, and kind of just figuring out okay what makes sense for us to give us the best possible um, you know chance to win. Like I said, they're a very good team, up and down, don't really have a weak spot, uh, and so we know going in that we've got to you know take care of our end of the court and just uh, let the chips fall where they may.
1: Speaking of weak spots, OSG, are there any security uh, challenges you think we might face here at the Orchard for the Orchard Cup?
0: You'll always have those additional challenges when it comes to championships. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone wants to get in here. We sold out in three minutes. That's right, folks. Three minutes. So it's a hot ticket. Um, I'm sure there'll be some scalping going on. Uh, But we have additional cameras. You see some of these uh, poinsettias that are out here. They may have cameras in them. That's so, right.
1: We got that covered. The dogs have been training really hard, and uh, I think we're ready. Yeah, Monk and Lola are happy to get a little bit of a break from training right now. They're in a they're in their tent it's... taking a nap right behind us at the moment. But and, and we do know, by the way, the
0: poinsettias and dogs don't go very well together. That's so correct. They have trained on that. That's correct. Just like when in here in Arizona, you do rattlesnake training for your dogs. That's right. We have done the poinsettia training for. Our dogs. So those of you that are worried about that, it's all
1: taken care of. Yeah, just keep it in the comments, folks. <laughs> Michael, let me ask you, we are arriving at the end of Season 2. You made it all the way to the championship in Season 1. You're now repeating in the championship. You're making another appearance. How has Season 1 fared, uh, or shall I say, how does Season 1 compare
2: from a player standpoint to Season 2? Yeah, I mean, Honestly, I think being a part of anything for the first time is always really special. So I think season one um, was such a blast and I'm just super grateful that I got to be included in that. Um, But I'm really happy to see the progression in season two, right? The format's changed. I think it makes it more exciting for the fans. I think it makes it more exciting for the players to know that you're always in it no matter what until the very last point. Um, And yeah, I I think also just the, the progression of the play, right? We've gotten better men and women in the league now, and just seeing pickleball grow here uh, in Arizona and in the league itself, and it's uh, it's been really cool to be a part of.
1: Yeah, well said. I would say, OSG, the only repeat player in the championship. That's true. That's I, true. Michael Lloyd is the only Python <laughs> uh, season, season one
2: versus season two. Yeah, I think that uh, says less about me and more about... Amy's GM abilities, but <laughs> in, in all seriousness, definitely had the the good fortune of like two really good teams, obviously last oh, year yeah. and this year. Um, you know, like I said, just lucky to be on, along for the ride.
1: Well, Amy Riccardi, uh, mainstay in the playoffs, and now mainstay in the Orchard Championship Cup. We are delighted to have her on staff full time at the Orchard, and she also does a great job managing you pythons. Uh, Speaking of you pythons... Is there going to be any sort of special walkout things that you guys do? I, I, I don't feel like we've been seeing the snake as much as we have in season one.
2: So in the, in the beginning we didn't have the snake. We brought that back in the second half. So okay. we, like we, we do our, our breakout and then you'll see us all throw that up right before we get on court. Um, but yeah, we all have our own different celebrations. A couple of us have been mixing it up. Some of us have been staying true to it. Lauren, you'll see her with the money and then me, I'm, I'm sticking with my, my cowboy crutes and my cowboy hat. That's, that's been working, That's um, right. but you know PK and Rachel are the ones that, that mix it up. So we got a good balance of like you know consistency, but you know new energy each time as well. That's really
1: important to uh, the TV production crew here. We we like to see a lot of energy in the walkouts. We know the fans here at the Orchard love that moment. Uh, talk to us what it's like. When you're on the court after the sparks have flown and the smoke is sort of clearing, uh, but we're hearing, like, say, the national anthem and the rules explainer, what's going through your head as a player at that time?
2: Uh, Man, honestly, for me, I'm a guy that, like, I'm very appreciative in the moment for a lot of this stuff. So I'm, I'm the type of person where it's, like, in the middle of the, the national anthem, and I'm like, wow, this is sick. Like, I'm here. I'm in a professional environment where I'm getting to play this, and I'm just incredibly grateful for um, not just the opportunity, but the, the experience altogether. It's crazy special for me to have it. You guys do a phenomenal job. I've, I've told tons and tons of pros uh, about it. There's nothing really like it, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just awesome. There's so many other people that could be in this position, so I'm just mm. lucky to be in this and enjoying it.
1: You know, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, you play in a number of different pro tournaments, PPA, APP. Uh, when you're out at these tournaments, do any of the other players or whatever ask you about the Arizona Pickleball League?
2: For sure. There's a lot of people that have, like, you know, come up to me and they've been like, hey, like, I applied. Can you, you know, like, <laughs> help me out with it and blah, 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 And I'm like, you know, all I can do is put in a good word. But, sure. You know, um, there's just I, I, like I tell everybody, like you're not the only one coming up to me and asking about it. So it's like, yeah. I, I there's tons of good players, like I said, that deserve to be in it. It's Just yeah. there, there's so many of us now that are obviously at, like the same level, and it being so competitive, and um, yeah, it's it's just interesting. That's the other thing that I told them. I was like, hey, it's it's not the same as these other environments. You'll see good players that like thrive in tournament settings, like struggle with it, or maybe some people that actually rise to the occasion and play better. Um, and so like it, it's it's. It's almost tough for me to, like, really, really give people a good insight into it just because it is so different, you know? Speaking
1: of rising up, rising to the occasion, Orchard Security guy, you were here, I was here, two weeks ago? One week ago? Two weeks ago. Larry Fitzgerald, co-owner of the AZ Drive, held a kicking-off-the-holidays party here at the Orchard. There were about 100 guests Michael, you were one of the players from the Arizona pickleball league that got the chance to play in a little exhibition game against Decker Barr and Vivian Glosman. How, how
2: did that go? What was that? What did that feel like? Uh, it was great. So we had like a kind of a weird hybrid format where uh, we were also playing. It was me and Alex Walker, uh, and then the other mixed team was Augie and Angie Walker, mm-hmm. and we were like kind of subbing in and out. And eventually, uh, we came out on top, which is great. Um, I'm sorry. Hold the phone. So you beat. An ML, players from an MLP team. Yeah, we did. We did. So that guess was you great. Did. I guess I, you did. You know, Augie and, and Angie carried a lot of the weight there. But um, yeah, Alex played great. Uh, I had fun. And uh, I, I think afterwards, like a lot of people were coming up to Augie and I and being like, wow, like you guys played phenomenal and all this other stuff, which is obviously great to get those sorts of compliments. Right. Um, but I kind of looked at Augie and I was like, dude, that's just like, that's your level. Like, I, I, that's Augie. Everybody's always like telling me, like, man, like Augie's so good. And I was like, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean he's just he's a great player, he's a great friend of mine so it was cool to be able to share that yeah. uh, with the Walkers as well who are also great friends and uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like a lot of people were surprised that, you know, that happened and for us it's like, um, of course we respect like Declan and Vivian are crazy good players as Absolutely. well, they're both again, great people on and off the court, um, but I think you're seeing the gap close in pickleball now where it's yes. like um, players are getting closer and closer, um, the gap between challenger and um, you know premier is getting slow like smaller and smaller and the gap between people that are in and out of MLP is even smaller um, so yeah I mean like we kind of all believe that we're at that same level Arizona Pickleball League has you know really helped us in those team environments and and knowing what we can do and what we're capable of mm-hmm. um, so yeah just another confidence booster to, to kind of add to it I think for us all of the
1: fans of the Arizona Pickleball League and you players you know, we've seen the best play up close and the pickleball that we've been witnessing here at the Orchard on Tuesday nights, you know, I knew sitting as DJ Pickle over on the, the corner of the court, I, I knew that it was extremely good pickleball being played. You can just kind of see it. And after you've been watching it for four years, you get a sense for it. I thought it was a great sort of apples to apples. Okay, this is a great thing for everybody that's in the Arizona pickleball league to see we're on a level maybe this is you know Tuesday night pickleball happening at the happening at the orchard on more of a local scale here in Arizona but we know from the viewership stats it is being watched nationally yeah the the eyes and really the the influencers in pickleball is who is tuning in to watch Tuesday night pickleball at the orchard so the eyes on you guys tomorrow the gladiators the the Pythons, there's going to be, a, I think, quite a few people tuning in from around the country and uh, cheering for who, whoever is their favorite team. OSG, what do you think about that?
0: Well, they're going to see some crazy points. They're going to see some great pickleball. I just, I know that's going to happen. I wanted to ask you real quick going back, you played with Takako last year, and I know Takako has a famous phrase. I see no faces. I love this. I was just talking about this. And you are, you mentioned earlier about Augie and you guys are such good friends. What happens tomorrow night though, when the lights go off and now
2: it's competition time. I mean, you know, there's definitely a level of like the see no faces, right? It doesn't matter who's on the other side, but I think it's also such a unique thing where, uh, in this league, We all know each other so well. We know each other's speed-ups. We know each other's looks and things like that. So it's like I, I have to be weary of that and understanding that Augie and Craig know what my strengths are, but... On the flip side, I know what their strengths are. And so there's, uh, there's like truth to it. Like, right. Like I'm, I'm not gonna go and just like be nice to you because like you're such a good guy and all that other stuff. But, uh, there's the advantage of, okay, we, we know each other's games inside and out. I mean, Auggie's um, a guy that I've played a lot of tournaments with and had some of my best results with, um, Craig is another guy who's just constantly mentoring me and helping me figure things out, um two of the nicest guys you'll ever play. So if if there's anybody that I have to turn that off against, it's that team. You know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Let me change speeds here for a moment.
1: You on your head paddle have a couple of Bible verses, and I think you've got one on one side of the... Uh,
2: what do you call it? the frame? The uh, yeah, frame. so like, I, I put down some electrical side. tape and I use a yeah. Sharpie. I actually have like two Bible verses on one side. Okay. Um, the first one is uh, Proverbs 16.32. Uh, that's kind of like my life first. I describe it as my mom always had that blasted around growing up, but basically just says, um, better he who is patient than he who is powerful, better he who is self-controlled than he who conquers a city. Um, so all about just like self-control, um, staying within yourself and uh, understanding that like if I can, you know, just control my controllables and not worry about anything else, then uh, I'll, I'll be good. And understanding that the rest of it honestly is in, you know, our our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's control. So faith's a big thing for me. The other Bible verse that's on there is uh, 2 Corinthians twelve nine, And that just talks about basically boasting of your weaknesses instead of, um, instead of talking about how big and strong you are. Uh, and instead that directs attention back to God, right? And so in a place where I could be you know, bragging and talking about how great I am. Um, I'm actually talking about weaknesses and things that I need to work on. And uh, instead that leaves room for him, right? Uh, I I think uh, one of the big things that I've learned um, through my faith and just like kind of growing up and getting older and like, being more out in the world is understanding that like, if I sit here and brag to you about everything that I'm good at, um, you're not going to love that. There's not going to be much for you to relate with. That's not going to be something that we're going to bond over. But if I talk about, hey, this is an area I'm struggling with. I don't have confidence in that. That's going to leave room for us to like understand each other as human beings. And then you're going to want to talk to me way more because we've got something in common that we can actually grow from. So that's another thing that I keep in mind on the court is just like, okay, like I, I don't have to be The guy, you know what I mean? As much as I like to pump myself up and have fun and like get involved with the crowd. uh, I'm understanding that like I'm an imperfect human out there and I'm going to make mistakes and my weakness is going to be, you know, a a room for me uh, pointing strength back to him. And then the last thing that I have written along the other side of the paddle is just I deserve grace too. Uh, And that's just a big thing that I always talk about. Grace is so Important in all of your relationships. I like to be um, somebody. At least I'm trying to be somebody that, like, if you ever mess up around me, I don't want to be the guy that's going to make you feel bad. I want to be the guy that's like going to help you and figure out like what you need to do. Uh, but as much as you like give grace and we're kind to other people, oftentimes we're our hardest critic. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I try to keep in mind. Is like, okay, I deserve grace too. As patient as I am with others, I should be patient with myself. And uh, yeah, so those are kind of like the three things that I like to have in mind. Um, when I'm out on court and uh, it's funny cause I'll actually like flip back and forth on the paddle. Somebody was like, this side of the paddle is way more worn than the other. And I'm like, well, I really needed grace that day. Cause like <laughs> I, I go back and forth keeping one closer to me when I read, when I serve, when I return, um, just so that I can have that visual. And if I feel like I need the other side, then I'll flip it to that and I'll stick with that until I need the other back again, so.
1: That's beautiful.
2: I love that. Speaking of serves,
1: you are Pretty well known for having one of the biggest, jumpiest serves in the league.
2: Have you ever measured how fast your serve is? I have not. I've, I, I could throw out a number, but I would be absolutely just guessing. So <laughs> I, I don't want to be just lying and saying, like, oh, yeah, I hit an 80-mile-an-hour serve. I, I have no idea how fast it is, honestly. How do you feel uh, the Gladiators
1: are going to be able to handle your serve, all four of them?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I I played Ariel a couple weeks ago in Chicago, and that was something that, you know, uh, I was able to get some free points off here and there. I'm sure she's, you know, been prepping for that. And uh, I think I kind of always go into it with, like, the idea that, they're prepped for it, right? Yeah. Like you want to expect that they're expecting your best shot. Yeah. Uh, if I get three points off of it, that's great. But more so for me, I'm I'm looking to get some short returns, mm-hmm. and then seeing if I can hit aggressive thirds off of it, whether it's a drive, a drip, or just like an easier uh, drop to get to the kitchen. So, right. I, I think they'll be you know more than prepped for it. Augie and Craig have seen that thing a million times. Errol, like I said, got to compete against it a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, but I'm still gonna you know do my thing and see see what I can get out of it.
1: Last Friday, uh, we had a party, season party, uh, as the Arizona Pickleball League, at Chicken and Pickle Glendale. Shout out to our sponsor, Chicken and Pickle. We got to witness a couple of serves, Michael Lloyd, big serves, against Leslie Shaughnessy, (laughs) one of the two referees. Yeah. How many returns did Leslie hit? So I hit six serves. She made all six. <laughs> so,
2: and that's, that's, Leslie hit all six, all serves, six of and them she it. was
1: hitting them like to the teeth. They're pretty deep. Yeah. It, I gotta say, I was impressed. I think Leslie herself was like, she like woke up from a concussion afterwards. She was like, "What happened?
2: What just happened?" <laughs> so she did it. Got to give credit to where credits due. Leslie handled it, made him look like it was uh, was nothing. So hopefully uh, the gladiators don't fare as well.
1: Oh, she did. You get to take any Michael Lloyd serves over the on Friday?
2: I did.
0: I. By the way, it's 84.53 mm. miles per hour okay. on the top spin lot. I didn't get the top spin lot. I got the cutter yeah. outside, but I got it back.
1: That's right. I saw yeah. you pull your groin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: is the groin okay? It is. Gonna? It okay. is.
0: I'll be ready for tomorrow night. I've been okay. doing therapy two times a day. A little cold so,
1: plunge? Cold plunge and some red ice. light. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> okay. Love okay. It. Good. Well,. Let's talk about the Arizona Pickleball League documentary working title, Breaking Pickleball. I believe you just kind of recently were talking to Cole about the episode that really we kind of follow Michael as he embodies the Peoria Pythons during season one. What's your your thoughts about the documentary that we made starring you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know surreal honestly like it's it's crazy that i get to be in it um cole's a good friend of mine along with the rest of the crew ryan christian um they're all great guys and it's been cool to get to know them but also cool to see like just how good at their job they they are like obviously you know that going into it but then once you get to see the fruits of the labor it's it's, yeah. it's pretty cool so I've, I've seen a couple of clips so far obviously seen the trailer as well um still kind of in shock that you know i get my own episode um, and incredibly grateful for that. It, it's, cool. Uh, I think it'll be fun for people to get to get to see me more off the court. Um, it's probably really different than what a lot of people are expecting to be honest. Um, but I'm excited to, you know, share that side of me.
1: Yeah. I think that is one of the cool parts of your episode is, uh, you know, with the jewelry, with the, uh, not braggadocious but just with the confidence that you play with on the court i think a lot
2: of people have this sort of oh he's a you know big blowhard or whatever but you're kind of a big softy yeah for sure i mean (laughs) i'm i'm definitely a teddy bear like i you know i put on i put it all on on the court and kind of you know like i said that's a space where i I need to like kind of be up and energy and like have all that stuff going um but off the court i'm definitely uh definitely a different guy, and so it'll be cool to like have people see the side of me that's like uh, a little bit more me. you know. Like yeah. that's, that's what I am all the time. I, I kind of talk about pickleball as a, as a thing that I do. It's not who I am, and um, I've got a lot of other stuff going on, and um, it's cool to be able to showcase that.
1: Folks, if you want to tune in to see the two-minute teaser, you can go to breakingpickleball.com Also, please subscribe when you're there. We'll notify you as we are ready to release new trailers. And when we're ready to release it, we're still kind of figuring out where it's going to be released at this point and doing some uh, digging and turning over some rocks. but. Like Michael just said, uh, Cole, the whole team, did such an amazing job. It is a really, really beautiful project. The storyline is fantastic. Um, we're also beginning to work on the, let's call it the chrome of, like, there will be a map of Phoenix that has each logo connected to a city, and, like, the logo, like, the the come together yeah. at the orchard, and it morphs into a leaderboard. It's just... That's sick. It, it's, a, it's a level of pro- professionalism that the crew here at Jigsaw Health, with Cole's help, and we're just making it look awesome.
0: OSG? And Cole, we're what, maybe 20 days out? Give or, take. or 60. Okay. <laughs> so maybe 60 days. Okay.
1: Give or take. <laughs> Give or take. Uh, All right. Love it. Michael, what would
2: winning the Orchard Cup tomorrow night mean to you? Man, that would be. It would mean a lot. Uh, I, I think I'm a guy, I've talked about it before, who really enjoys um, team atmosphere and, and being a part of something bigger than myself. So to be able to kind of you know have this team accomplishment in a, in a sport that's oftentimes just you and maybe a partner uh, would be great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be just special to be a part of that Orchard Cup no matter what, but obviously it's a little bit sweeter if you can uh, be hosting it up at the end there.
1: Well, we look forward to tomorrow night's match. Tickets are sold out, but you can tune in on the Orchard Pickleball YouTube channel where we are broadcasting this uh, fine podcast right now. We look forward to seeing you online. Put some comments in there. And, hey, don't forget to register for the Jigsaw Mega Bundle. You could win, I think, this week for Championship Week. It's a double-dose Of Jigsaw Prizes. So JigsawMegaBundle.com. OSG, could you uh, help us get ready? Yes. For
0: the Sea Orchard Cup. The Orchard Cup. Pickleballers and Michael, you might know this. Do you know what Jesus said to Noah? Build it and they will come. This place, yeah, from all over the world, they show up playing, watching, experiencing this incredible venue, the atmosphere, the intensity, the energy, the preciseness of every detail. That's what you get here at the Orchard. In about 24 hours from now, four ladies, four men, and two GMs will be playing in the biggest game of their lives, hoping they can hoist the most prestigious trophy in pickleball, the Orchard Cup. Few will ever get that opportunity, but when you do, hmm you better soak it in and give it everything you got players time to leave it all out on the court play one point at a time play loose just try your guts out ricky bobby said it best you ain't first you last finally what is an imagined place or state of things in which everything is perfect well it's not imagined here it's real the orchard at jigsaw health yeah that's pickleball you told until then